Give it a shot. Stand by, gentlemen. Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Okay, say yeah, Dave. Whatever. Whatever, Dave. It's the Whatever, Dave Radio Network. Wherever fine podcasts are ignored. Mike, Rich, hello. Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Hey, Dave, I want to start the show off with another personal question. Please. I always look forward to them. As the resident <laughs> senior citizen of this show. Oh, no! At what age did you embrace being middle-aged? It's a great question. Thank you. Um, I consider myself veteran young guy. Oh, oh, okay. No stealing bits from other radio shows, Doug Karsh. Yeah, but I like it, so I thought I'd steal it. No, I mean, you're, uh, no, I think that you're um, middle aged to elderly now. So the, okay, so um, <laughs> middle aged. Uh, I would elderly. say that I'm almost a half a century old. Yep. Which is quite interesting to mm-hmm. say, uh, but I feel that I don't. You're look, shaving a few years off. Wow! I, 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 I feel that I don't look my age. Yeah, I yeah, feel your baby that, face. I feel that I don't necessarily act my age no, all that's the time. I'm sure. Um, I mean, I hang out with you two guys, right? Yeah, you know. Um, I, Us think, I think I think we made a movie together, if I'm not mistaken. Sure, you know, sure did. Blockbuster, hell of a picture. So a short um, film for more mature audiences. Uh, That's would, right. I would say that uh, occasionally. So you're in denial. I would is, say no. Nah, I don't know about that. Too, I would, the too long did uh-oh. it. Reach is so, you're sometimes, still having... sometimes, sometimes uh, you you may have to take an an a leave or two. You know. So you uh, have not uh, you have not accepted the yeah, uh, the yeah. term middle age. Hey, yet. What what is age? But just the number, right? Right. Uh, technically, you won't know your middle age till you're dead, because ah, you know if you point. die at 70, 35 is middle age. Well, but... I know when I'm going to die. You, you do what? Deathclock.com. Oh, it tells right. you. Oh, of course. You uh, now I, you I, can change the right. time of your death by putting in different variables. Right, or hit refresh. Mm. But um, like if you smoke or exa- right. exactly. if you eat McDonald's every day. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. But I, I will say that uh, I don't necessarily feel old. Right. So Good. okay. So you have not come to terms with the fact that you're middle aged yet. <laughs> I asked this, you know, because Richard and I, our, our birthdays are coming up. Uh, me at the end of the summer. Richard at the beginning of the fall. And I will be 38, and I think I am just going to declare myself middle-aged now because I like uh, middle ages. I would say from 40 to 60. I would say that's technically middle-aged. All right. So I like the fact that I'm going to be – I like the thought that I'm going to be middle-aged for 22 years other than the fact that I'm only two years away from being middle-aged. I I like – What are you looking forward to as a middle-aged person? uh, Nothing really. But the, senior citizen discount what? Well, that's not that's not until you're 62. <laughs> no, no, they've changed senior citizen discount to 55. That's oh. correct. So you will fall into that category. Hell yeah! I have a friend who's in his 50s who gets the uh, the discount. Well, I will tell you this: I am a little miffed that you have to be elderly to get a walk-in tub. I feel like I would <laughs> I would love a walk-in tub. It looks why, very why, luxurious. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why, why do you have to be elderly to get a walk-in tub? I don't know, because uh, it's covered by Med- Medicare or whatnot. <laughs> you could still get one. It's just you'd have to pay for it all I hope front. you're not yeah. on Medicare at fifty in your 50s. I'm kind of mad that I have to be middle-aged to live in one of those like bomb-ass uh, uh, retirement community yes, for active you do have seniors. To, yes, yes, you do have to do that. Those commercials look yes. dope. I want to move into that right now. First of all, all they do is walk around and look at nature and play pinochle. What are you looking forward to? There's waterfalls, Dave. That sounds nice There's to me. There's tennis courts. I feel like No, if, you're going to be playing pickleball. Well, you know what? As oh. someone who's 38, embracing the fact that I'm middle-aged two years early, if I go play pickleball at a senior citizen 
uh, home for active seniors, I think I might do very well. Huh. Okay. So, all right. All right. So, okay. it sounds like I've come to terms with being middle-aged. And I haven't. Right, even though you're pushing elderly. <laughs> Richard, how do you feel? You and I are a, a, a month apart. Have you thought of, of uh, entering middle age yet? I felt like I've been middle-aged since 19 years old. <laughs> That's when my hair started to turn right. gray. So You're I've salt- been mentally prepared for years. You're salt and pepper. Yeah, I've well, been ready to retire. Wait till you start losing the hair. Well, then, then that's the next step. Well, they say that's generational, right? Right. It is. That is one thing that I am really seriously it's, worried it's about. It's maternal, and it supposedly skips a generation sometimes. Well, Richard's mother has a great head of hair. I'm she talking about does. his his grandfather on his mother's oh. side. <laughs> I don't know him. Okay. Well, yeah. he. Because my hair on the top is yeah. starting to go. Okay. I'm not worried about being bald. Now, a lot I don't of that think could it's be gonna... because I wear a hat a lot. But... I don't think it's going to happen because I've got like this little mullet thing going. You've but... got a great head of hair. But if I were, if I were bald, and maybe this is just my, this is just my thick hair privilege speaking, um, <laughs> if I were bald, I don't think it would bother me. You know they say that bald people, though, have more testosterone, though, Rich. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, strange. Oh. Why is that if they have it, less hair, how can they have more testosterone? Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. So uh, I've been going back and forth on this um, for the past 24-some hours. Um, you know, whatever. on whatever, Dave, I like to keep it light. Uh, I like it to be a, a fun, um, oftentimes frivolous podcast, but... Sometimes things in the news are are so terrible and there's nothing you can do with them to make them fun, but you still got to talk about it. Um, And I think we do need to talk about the uh, shooting in Uvalde, Texas. But I've decided we'll do it at the end of the show because I think most people come to the show for our sophomore humor and our pee-pee and and poo-poo jokes. Attempted humor. Yeah. So we're going to do that first, and then we'll save some time at the end for a, a serious discussion because uh, because I th- I've got some ideas, and uh, I've got uh, some people I would like to hold accountable. So we'll talk about that at the end of the show, uh, but for the time being, uh, we'll keep it light and get into uh, Dave's stack of stuff for the next 10, 15 minutes. All right. So let's well, rock and roll, Dave. This first story comes courtesy of our originator, Michael Parsons, who gave this to me right before the uh, Yeah, I looked at all the Dave's story and said, these don't interest me. Here's another one. <laughs> yeah. Here's something I'd rather here's do. One. So, yeah, here's, so. here's, what I was, here's what I was hoping you'd read my mind and, and, <laughs> yeah. and pick up. Uh, did, not, uh, did not connect on this one. That's uh, okay. So, We're uh, still friends. Uh, it turns out that a March rumor that the Russians might abandon an American astronaut aboard the ISS made its way to the astronaut in question in a roundabout fashion. Right, because Putin, Putin was saying if we didn't lift the sanctions that he was going to leave our astronaut up in space. Whoa. And so in an interview with the Washington Post, NASA astronaut uh, Mark, and I, if I'm mispronouncing his name. We'll just call him Astronaut Mark. Mar- astronaut Mark said he learned of the rumor through his spouse. His that, wife. That he was going to be left up and potentially left up in space. Well, his wife was probably freaking out down here on Earth, not knowing uh, what a dope-ass time he was having with his cosmonaut friends, because <laughs> they were friends, right? When he heard the rumor, he... Uh, right, yeah. He said that he, he heard it from his wife. He holds the American record for the longest consecutive stay of 355 days aboard the uh, ISS. Maybe Putin bar him back because if, if he left him up there, it would have just extended his record. He says some of the illusions <laughs> were that my crewmates might be left might leave me behind. I laughed when I heard it. I said, oh, there's just no way. 
right. that they would leave him behind. He also added that he and NASA were not at all concerned about him being left alone aboard the ISS amid tension between the United States and Russia. Can I ask you fellas something? Yeah. Between the three of us, if we were up there and you were given government orders to leave me behind, what would you two do? Um, I would bring you back and I would not land in that country. I would go back to the United States. I mean, I'm up in space. I, I could no, land wherever I'm... I want. I'll land in the United States and get asylum. Like, look, <laughs> I need asylum. Uh, my genocidal maniac president told me not to bring my best friend, Rich. Either Aww. that either that, or I'm like, okay, well, if I can't come back, then I'm staying up in space with you. Aw. So. Thank you. He said that at one point he looked at his cosmonaut crewmates and he said, how does it, how did that make you feel that you might have to leave me behind? <laughs> And they said, it's kind of scary when we see that everybody in the United States, the mass media, is portraying all the Russians as bad guys. Right, because Dave skipped over the one paragraph I highlighted for him to read. (laughs) So read that for context, Dave. He says, the most difficult conversation wasn't with my crewmates. He said it was with my wife trying to say, like, there's no possible way that this would ever happen. No, about the movie. (laughs) And he said that... He said uh, he defended his Russian crewmates and recounted an awkward situation aboard the previous flight in which they all together watched the American movie in which all bad guys were Russians. Right. Great job on that one, Dave. Next topic. So what they watched. Yeah. yeah. It probably died. Wasn't Hans Gruber? No, he, no, he was, was German. German. I don't know. They were probably watching Nobody. They were all but Russian I think that there. the fact of the matter is, uh, I would not leave you behind either. No, Thanks, man, I wouldn't leave you guys either. You know, yeah, no, no man left behind. Right, because you're not in the country that's giving you these orders. So I would, I would land somewhere else. Like if, uh, let's say, the United States told me to leave Richa, I'd land in China. Hey, China, I, I need to hold up here because uh, they told me to leave my best friend up there in you space. You just go hang Thank with you. Brittany Griner in Russia. I think it'd be great yeah. to land in Canada. That'd be nice. They got a lot of extra space up there too, where you could land comfortably. Right. I, I could think. see Rich like hanging out like in Greenland or Iceland. We'd oh, all, that'd be nice. We'd all start a new life in the Yukon territory. I could take the opportunity to reinvent myself, and you two could do the same again. Well, we'd have to uh, we'd have to take a cue from you because you're so great at reinventing well, thank yourself. Thank you. Hey, Dave. Exactly. Yeah. Next topic. Whoa. So speaking Whoa. of uh, me being the uh, uh, almost uh, into uh, the nursing home, Michael. <laughs> wow. Uh, how about this story? Hey, when you get a when you get a uh, a a place at Fox Run, can we do this podcast from your place? <laughs> sure, I'm sure we can do it from the game room. Yes. From America House. <laughs> right. It'll only cost you a case of insure to uh, to get to get Whoa. in there. Right. Right. Live so... from the shuffleboard deck <laughs> at Fox oh, Run no. Nova. Oh, no. It's whatever, Dave. <laughs> By then, we'll be hard of hearing. So, yeah. what was that, Dave? <laughs> I love it. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Anyway, uh, this takes this story comes from uh, New York. That's so, what you think. Uh, officials held a ceremony Monday for removal. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Of yeah. the last public payphone stall oh, in New no. York City. Wow. wow. So is it a stall or was it actually working payphone? It's an act, it was an actual working payphone. Wow. The payphone was removed with a crane from a sidewalk on <laughs> 7th Avenue and 50th Street Sounds in Midtown Sounds unnecessary. Manhattan, I would have liked to see that. Just south of Times Square in what make uh, officials are calling the end of the payphone era. That's sad. I can't remember the last time I saw a payphone. I used to always see one at the Joe Louis Arena all the time when the Wings played there. I saw one the other day, actually. 
uh, if I were to see a payphone out in the wild, I would pick it up to see if there was a dial tone on it. Yeah. Now, what's it? Now, what's it? Uh, here's another interesting part to this story: is that officials said it was the last public payphone in the city. Oh. But there are still privately owned payphones. Oh. Okay. Where are these privately owned payphones? Well, and well, I'm guessing this was probably owned by the city. Like, I'm sure, like. I don't think Verizon would have payphones, but like they're probably talking about like a payphone owned by like AT and T, Ameritech, Michigan Bell, yeah, SBC Global, right? Yeah, and four Prodigy. permanent. So in addition to the privately owned payphones, there are four permanent full-length Superman phone booths that are cool. still there too. Cool. I've never used one of those. No, I've always wanted. To. Sounds claustrophobic to me. Some people live in them. <laughs> so it says here that the city began removing payphones in 2015 as they became obsolete and replacing them with public Wi-Fi hotspots. Oh, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, and since then the city has removed thousands of payphones. Back in 2014, there were more than 6,000 active public pay telephones on city sidewalks, according to the city website. They were originally slated to be removed by 2020, but the process took a little bit longer than expected. Probably because of COVID. Mm. Yeah. You know what I used to, my favorite thing uh, to do with a payphone, well, I used to like to dial like 1-800 numbers and then put like a dirty word in there and see like, you know, if I got like a pre-recorded message from one of those, uh, one of those, uh, those, those hot chat lines. Oh. The other thing was before we had cell phones, before we had cell phones. And you had to call like your parents to, to pick you up, mm-hmm. and you didn't want to pay for a phone call. You would call them collect. <laughs> Do then, you accept a collect call from Mike, your your son? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be like uh, at your name, at, you know, at the tone, say your name, and then your parents would say would would pick up the phone and says, "You have a collect call from. We're ready to be picked up from the movies." <laughs> Will you accept the charges? And then they wouldn't have to. You guys never did that? Right. Yes, I know what you're talking about. You know, uh, the other day. You've got a collect call from, all right, we're leaving in 15 minutes. We'll meet you out front. Do you accept the charges? (laughs) Right. And then we didn't have to accept. That was a good little scam to pull. Um, I found an old business card of mine from a previous job that had my pager number on it. Wow. Which was kind of funny. And then I remember... uh, Back when I was uh, an intern, Dave had a pager. I would always be patient. Six nine nine one one. That means I'm hella horny right now. Well, wow. I have to tell you, four twenty nine one one. I used to I have my weed right now. I used to have one of those Nextel. Wow. Do you remember the Nextel walkie-talkie phones? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I got so, one right here. So I had That's one. Where you spent your eleventh honeymoon. And my brother, my brother had one, and he worked at the. Uh, at the park, the West Bloomfield Parks and Rec, and he had one, and we it was a three-digit code to get those to work to each other. Oh, really? And inevitably, I would be in a meeting at work, and you'd hear, delete, Dave, buddy! And you'd hear him on a tractor and the lawnmower in the background, wow. and he would just be calling me just out of the blue. Right. And then, like, it happened constantly. Right, because he has no respect for your job. Yeah, because he was, like, just screwing around, you know? Right. It was just... I also still have an Ameritech uh, pay, a phone card. Wow. That's still in the plastic wrapper. I never used it. Oh, wow. Man. So, what does that expire? I, I don't know. I, I don't think it, I have no idea if it even works or how it would work <laughs> these days, but one time I bought a phone card uh, so I could call some call babes I was chatting with on AIM. This seems to be a, a recurring thing with you using what? the phone for uh, talking to babes. Salacious how many activity. burner phones did you have back in the day? I, no, I would call I would call from my parents' phone. Mm-hmm. I would put the the phone card in so that they they wouldn't get charged the long distance. Oh, okay. Right. Wow. Yeah. You were brilliant. Yeah, I was.
Yeah, but you know, the thing is, I would always be like, I'd always call, and then I'd be like all nervous. I'd be like, don't pick up, don't pick up, don't pick up. <laughs> and then they didn't pick up, and I would like, ah, right away. Did you ever call any of those party lines back in the day? Well, no, I, I used to I used to go to pay phones and put in like one eight hundred and then like a <laughs> dirty over. word and see if like I got like a recording. But did you ever call one of those party lines like they have it on the middle of the night? Like, no, I mean I would I would like hang but, up before they said like yeah, okay. put you know put in your credit card number or got whatnot. It. Okay. All right, next topic, Dave. Right. So uh, this is a kind of a cool story. A man who as a child had a brief but key role in the original Jaws movie has just been named police chief on the Massachusetts island on which the 1975 movie was partially filmed. Oh, Martha's wow. Vineyard? Yeah. Wow. Right. He was the kid. I think he was the kid um, where um, there was that panic on the beach because there was a shark fin, and then he popped up and Correct. said, I'm sorry, he made me do it. Correct. He was wearing the fake shark fin. Oh, it was him. Yeah. Yes, and now he is the- No. The, he's now the uh, the police chief- no. On the island on where- On where, Island. Where they, where, they, where they filmed part of that movie. I'm cool. glad he, I'm glad to hear he got his life together. Me too. Did, it, and did his, get... it says here that his dad- was a, was the original police chief on this island? So not, not Roy Schneider, like no, the real like, like, Roy like, Schneider. Like, yeah, that's Roy Schneider. R- R- Sorry, that's my accountant. I Rob get those. Schneider. I get those. <laughs> Deuce Bigelow, great white shark gigolo. Oh no, I love it. <laughs> says here that he he says he's clearly elated and he's humbled and honored to have been offered right. the position. Cool. Did that kid get eaten in that movie? No, I don't okay. know. I think it was just part of. It was just in that one scene. Right. Yeah. So how? That's kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah, a little yeah. Uh, little full circle moment. I think there needs to be like a festival every year where there's a bunch of kids that go out with like fake shark fins and like yeah. he has to go like arrest some and then uh, maybe they get like uh, 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 released on bail for charity or something. <laughs> That'd be cute. They need to make that into an event. I'd like it. Next topic. Dave. I found this top. I found this story to be just absolutely amazing. This this headline. I had to it yell says, next topic because I saw Dave switching topics and I, yeah. you know, I'm a control freak. It says, <laughs> "Will Top Gun Maverick, the new Tom Cruise movie, be to- be his first 100 million dollar opening weekend? Can you believe that no. Tom Cruise never has had a movie that has made 100 million dollars in the first weekend? No, You're kidding. I, me. I'm surprised. No, at that. I was shocked to read War this article. War of the Worlds, Mission Impossible. War of the Worlds was his best one. That None made him them. the most money. The War of the Worlds, Mission Impossible. One of the Mission Impossibles is second. You're okay. telling me that Cocktail. Didn't open. No, but got to cocktail. 100 million. I loved Cocktail. Beach. Great. I love that movie. That movie's I, fantastic. My mom like used to rent that all the time. That is such a great movie. You're yeah. saying that Legend didn't open up? No. With Risky Business. Uh, taps. Taps. Uh, You're telling me Joe versus the volcano You're did it too? Me I don't. Was he, stop was he or my mom will shoot. No, I'm sorry. That was Tom. Uh, uh, that uh, was yeah. Selleck. Is that Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. And I and I have seen I have seen Top Gun Maverick and it is fantastic. People say it's excellent. It's fantastic. You know, I gotta say, say excellent. I, I haven't seen the original Top Gun. I kind of want to watch the original. It's Top on Gun. Netflix. Is it? Yeah. Because the sequel actually looks kind of good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it's great. Have you ever it, seen Top Gun, Richard? Yes. Oh. Oh. This, we should watch yeah. it again. This. Uh, yeah. It sounds like you guys need to have a uh, a Richard movie party with Top Gun. Okay. Are you going to sit there, Dave, look me in the eye, 
and tell me that Eyes Wide Shut <laughs> didn't do 100 mil. <laughs> it's, is that the weekend. Stanley Kubrick one? Yeah, it's the one with uh, his ex-wife, Nicole Kidman. It's some kind of like uh, well, orgy all, movie. Yeah, first of all, it, I did, I do I do remember seeing that movie. No, that movie sucked. And You're Nicole telling Kidman, me Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky, one of the worst movies ever. I knew that would get him ever. going. Ever. That would get him going. Ever. <laughs> Horrible movie. Now, Horrible movie. Was he as annoying in Vanilla Sky as Keanu Reeves was in Point Break? <laughs> Oh, here we go. Well, you got me. You can't even compare the two. Come on. Here's the thing. Uh, Nicole Kidman uh, in uh, was better in the NASCAR movie that she did with Top Gun. You're telling me with, Days uh, with, of with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm looking. Days of Thunder was fan- was awesome. I'm Great lo- movie. I'm looking at Tom to Cruise's discography to like find more terrible movies to Film act like we're yeah what i say Discography? oh i'm sorry that's that's i mean and uh right. i'm looking at his filmography to find more movies to riff on he hasn't had a whole lot of misses no 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 Is magnolia in there yes but i'm not familiar with magnolia so good First of all, the guy has got to be probably what 60 the number 1 box office Actor, I mean, the action guy at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I mean, the thing is, too. I mean, his heyday was in like the eighties and nineties, so like movies didn't cost as much. So I wonder, like, adjusted for inflation or in hmm. today's dollars, hmm. he probably has had a couple well, one hundred million. Di- but it just, it just didn't translate made, to eight okay. to, to Reaganomics money. So he made sixty-four million dollars the first weekend for 2005's War of the Worlds, which I'm sure is close to both of your hearts. Right, and with inflation, that's at least a hundred and twenty million. Then Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout in 2018 was sixty-one million. That was a good movie. Top Gun Maverick cost 170 million just to produce, not to, not including the million spent on promoting the movie. Not, and also, if you remember, the movie was supposed to come out in 2020, yeah. And mm-hmm. because of COVID, uh, Cruz was like, "We're not putting this to any streaming service. It's going to be the full, right. you know, theater experience." Ex- exactly. Do you guys ever like kind of just want to go to like a Scientology audit just to like you know to see if they can if see if they could break you? Well, I would love it. There, you, there was a Scientology office by my house yeah. that closed, but I always wanted to just walk in there, you know. And I mean, just see what was going on? What's that thing, the C org, the C corp, where they give you like a billion year contracts? I, I, I would like that kind of stability. I would I mean, like to know what I'm doing for the really next billion. All you have to do years. is just go read Dianetics <laughs> by L. Ron Hubbard, and you right. can figure out what it's all about. Right, but know? then, but then, what happens is after you read that, they're like, oh. Well, you're not clear yet. There's a new but and then you gotta keep reading all this new literature before you're clear. More homework. Boo. Yeah. I mean, let let's be honest. I uh, left that behind. If uh if we were all, you know, created by aliens and this whole thing, I mean, you would have think we would have figured it out by now or they right. would have made contact or something would have happened. Right. right. Tom Cruise sits at the right hand of Mork and Mindy. <laughs> Nanu, uh, nanu. Yeah. Is that it? Is that it for your stack, Dave? Uh, one more. Okay. One more uh, kind of fun story because it's a local story here right. in the great city. My former uh, place of residence, West Bloomfield. Whoa, money bags over where, here. Where uh, the Smurf House, which I have seen located <laughs> on Pine Lake Road, is now listing at four point two million dollars. Wow. And this house looks just like the the, the huts in the Smurfs. Really. Yeah. Um, cute house. I'm not paying a hundred. How much is, is this going for? $4.2 is the listing. Wow. I'm trying to get a picture here to- um... I mean, 
It took the current homeowners 17 years to restore this home. This is in West Bloomfield? This is West Bloomfield. All right. West and Bloomfield now they're Township. selling it? Now they're selling it, yeah. And it is, it's a home from the 40s. Now, is this, I mean, obviously it's expensive because it's in West Bloomfield, but I yes. mean, is the fact that it's kind of stupid looking, the fact that uh, the reason it's selling for so much? I think that part of the reason is, you know what they say about real estate, and yeah. that is and right now location, it's, location, location. Right, and right now it's an inflated market, too. So they this, this, uh, this house has tons of character, <laughs> which yeah. includes... Uh, nine fireplaces. Cool. A seven-car garage and wow. storage house. Sleeping porch equipped bedrooms. A sleeping a, porch. Yep. A boat dock. Three acres of land on 175 feet on Pine Lake, and 187 feet onto the Pine Lake Country Club golf course. Now, if you want to throw in a golf course membership to Pine Lake uh, Country Club, I'm in. I'm down. Why don't we all pool our money together? Yeah, yeah good luck. Well, because uh, because we'll uh, get a, about uh, two hundred bucks. Right, I a, think. a golf membership you think is we'll get that much <laughs> of absolutely no value to me. So I see. I think that I've seen you you hit that one great shot yeah. at uh, that one time. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That roof looks like cake frosting. It does. It, you know, uh, here's the thing with houses like this. Even if I could afford to buy it. I would not be able to afford to maintain it. Right now, the the roof is all cedar shakes. Yeah. So you you do well, you run you say do that. you do yeah. run into the well, potential everything. You yeah. do run into the potential issue of some Termites. you know just maybe some bugs, you know wind, wind. damage, mm. r rain, Molasses. depending on what kind of roof is on there. Yeah. Uh, but sap. Uh, but still. Uh, still kind of an interesting looking house that is kind of might well, some might think might be an eyesore in the neighborhood sure. but over there and I don't know if you've ever drove down that whole area in Pine Lake over I there in West Bluefield no. the homes there are, ph are phenomenal wow yeah, yeah there, it looks like there's like a lot of 80s cocaine money over oh, there oh yeah <laughs> I don't know about that yeah alright so alright we've had fun but it's it's time to start bumming everyone out um, you know like I said at the beginning of the uh, the show you know we uh you know, we, 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 we to take you behind the scenes, well, what we kind of like to do on the show is we like to have a like a fun little frivolous conversation and then maybe talk about one thing in the news, you know, a, a lighter take on it, but still informative and uh, and then go into Dave's stack of stuff. You know, today's big th this week's big news story. And and it, we, I feel like we've been running into this a lot as a show that tries to keep it light and frivolous. Um, sometimes it's impossible to do that because it seems like every few weeks, the worst thing to happen in a long time, there's a new worst thing to happen in a mm. long time, whether it's, uh, you know, Russia invading Ukraine or it's, um, you know, this, 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 this Roe versus Wade, um, debate that could be tearing our country apart. Um, and now a matter of time. Um, there was another school shooting, this time elementary school students, 19 years old. And I feel like when it comes to the discussion and discourse after a school shooting, we literally can just play a tape from Sandy Hook. We literally could just play a tape from um, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, um, Oxford, and... The facts change, the numbers change, but the discourse is the same. We go through the cycle of it's too soon or, hey, let's actually do something. Um, and then 
we can't get out of our own way. We can't meet each other in the middle. And then it kind of just goes away till the next time it happens. Um, so I, I guess where I fall on this, and, and it's, it always comes down to the gun rights versus gun control um, debate. And the problem is no one wants to give an inch to the other side because everyone's in their corners and they feel like if they give an inch to compromise, they're going to lose everything. I fall, this is where I fall, okay? I'm pro-Second Amendment. You can't unarm law-abiding citizens when criminals don't care about laws. But there's also a ton of people out there who have guns who should not have guns. And I, and, and, you know, we saw with Sandy Hook, when children die and nothing happens, nothing's going to happen, right? I mean, after after, uh, uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas happened, um, after Las Vegas, bump stocks were banned. And then it's kind of like, okay, well, bump stocks were banned. We did something, and now we don't have to do anything again. What I think should happen is you should put the faces of those 19 children and two adults up on every TV newscast until our elected officials either vote on legislation that's already pending or they vote against it and come up with something better. Um, you know, there's, there, 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 there's, there, there's legislation actually stuck in the Senate that for whatever reason, they don't want to move on. And here's some idea. I, this is above my pay grade and I'm not getting paid taxpayer money, but I'm going to give some of our elected officials some free ideas, which I think would actually make a difference and not infringe on anyone's right. Number one, pass the universal background check. Right now, the only uh, the only time you have to do a background check is when you buy a gun from a licensed dealer. If you buy one from an unlicensed dealer, whether it's the internet or whether it's the gun show, you don't have to do a background check. So what that's doing, that's putting the burden on these yeah. gun dealers that are actually doing it the right way. That's true. That's a good point. And I never I, thought of that. And on top of that, get rid of unlicensed gun dealers. Why do they exist? Make every... Every retailer that sells guns licensed, and then you don't even have to pass this. The, the background check will just take care of itself. Number two, pass the safe storage law. What's the safe storage law? That's a law that says that if you are a parent and your child takes your gun or someone under the age of 18 takes your gun and kills somebody with it, you're liable. And this was brought up before the Oxford shooting and then it was um, it, it was it was brought more attention to it afterwards because the safe storage law could have prevented that it seemed to have bipartisan support and then it's gone away the safe storage law infringes on nobody's rights and in fact I, I would think that most responsible gun owners would be for it because responsible yeah. gun owners hate when stuff like this happens mm-hmm number three this is a little more radical, so do it or not do it. But why don't we treat owning a gun like getting a driver's license? You got to take classes, training hours, licensing. You have to get the license renewed every so much. If not for all guns, at least for long rifles, semi-automatics, and automatics, like the AR-15 that seems to be used in all these freaking school shootings. And uh, 
if you don't want to do if you don't want to pass any gun reform, then spend a bunch of tax money to harden our schools as targets. If you don't want to pass it, then take the money we're paying you from whatever frivolous crap and pork you're spending it on and secure the schools. I would vote for that that tax increase. Because 19 kids, two adults. And the sad thing is, unless, it's, unless the body count is in double digits, we are numb to it. I mean, there are, there are shootings every day. Well, not every day, but there, there have been multiple shootings where the death count has been less than 10, and it's barely a blip. The Oxford shooting took three days before I saw it on, on the national news. It was all over the news here because it was local, mm-hmm. but it took three days to get on the national news because the death count wasn't wasn't ten, wasn't double digits. So, so there it is. Like I said, sorry to uh, bring down the uh, mood of the show, but stuff like this needs to be talked about. Not not by us. Not because we're so important. Everyone should be talking about this. I was going to say the things that you've just listed there in those few minutes has been more effective and makes more sense to me than anything I've heard in the past decade since right. Sandy Hook from any elected leader. Right. Well, and because, I mean, you see it all over the place. People are like, we've got to do something. And then people say, okay, well, what are some actionable real-world things? These are actionable real-world yes, things. Yes, they are. And they don't infringe on people's rights. Yes, I think it does what the Second Amendment was meant to do, which means, which which was to ensure that good law-abiding citizens can protect themselves and to minimize the bad guys getting the guns. It's not going to. It's not going to completely. It's not going to completely get rid of it, and it might. These might not have even prevented this tragedy, but it could prevent future tragedies. I do think the treating a, a, a getting a semi-automatic like getting a license might have might have prevented this because the shooter went out and bought a whole bunch of guns, AR-15s and the like, on his 18th birthday. So it might have. But just because it might not have prevented this tragedy doesn't mean we should stop trying to prevent other tragedies. And and I and I hope this shocks the system, and I hope that it spurs action, but something tells me it's not. I will say just um, go to YouTube, watch what Steve Kerr, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, had to say before last night's uh, playoff game, and I echo his sentiments. Steve Kerr said nothing nothing incorrect. I mean, you watch that, and everything that he said, I agree with. Um. You know, statistically, there's a very low chance of us or somebody we know and love dying in a mass shooting, which is good news because nothing's going to be done about it. So uh, hopefully next week, hopefully next week we can keep the, 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 the entire show light. Richard, I think your advice on ha- saving this till the end was was good because uh, you're right. It, it it would it would be hard to transition from this uh, to asking Dave when he's going to admit that he's middle aged. Sure. So, <laughs> good job, Rich. Yeah. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks yeah. for thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.